This is recording. Cool. <clears throat> Episode 13. Episode 13. Cracking open the monster energy. We're good. Yes. Audio is, should be back to normal after last week's little fuck up. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, I know. It's completely my fault. Don't want to take the blame for it? No, it was. No, I'm saying. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, that oh. wasn't like sarcastic or anything. Oh. It was. Com- well, I mean, it wasn't that much your fault. I mean, <laughs> it, it, but if you were being sarcastic, show a little humility, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> but since you were being serious, no, dude, no. It's all good. It's all good. I'm just here to play the correct devil's advocate. <laughs> That's my role, devil's advocate. Um. So, we uh, we had a fun week. Also, I want to get started with I we took the tequila that was in house to yeah. a party. Your your last resident bottle of tequila is now gone. Yes. So, what happened to it? Uh, I brought it to a party <laughs> that you may have been at, and uh, our work crew was there. Yeah, our landscaping uh, crew, our uh, boss. Invited us over for some crabs and beer originally, and um, and steak, which was amazing, dude. Did you have any of the steak? Yeah, dude, I cooked Holy it. Holy hell, you cooked it? Yeah. What do you mean you married? Well, no, I okay, he, I half cooked it. He put it on the grill uh-huh. and then forgot about it, and <laughs> <laughs> and then when it was slightly overcooked, then it was my fault. Oh yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't like shoe leather well done no it was a really thick steak so you can get away with like that's the kind of steak that like i guess it was kind of cooked more on the medium side if you were like judging by yeah yeah yeah. it it was it was more medium like like chain restaurant medium rare but if you're looking at like nicer places that's probably a medium um but since it was so thick there was still like a good juicy pink middle yeah and it tasted good it had a good uh flavor to it yeah but anyway Forget about the steak. Mm-hmm. So we started off. Um, <laughs> what I don't even know. My dad came over. That's yeah. not what we started off with. But it did. He texted me on my way over. My dad lives a minute away from my boss's house. So um, and it's a guy I technically work for for two different jobs. So he runs the strength and conditioning thing that I do through Boys Latin and. Uh, he also runs the yeah. landscaping company. So yep, that we both work He's for. my double boss double. in both of my part-time jobs, essentially. Your double dad. Yeah. So, and he lives right next door to my dad. So I'm coming over and he texts me. He goes, Inv- why don't you invite your dad? Or you can invite your dad if you want. So I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen my dad in a little while. He's been trying to get together. It's just, I'm so damned busy, dude. It's yeah. tough. And then- yeah. You know, I like I haven't even seen him since but he kept wanting to get together for my birthday, which was back in middle of July. Yeah. It's September. So Have you, you seen him since then? No, I ran into my stepmom at the pit beef place, Chaps Pit Beef, the one that's near me. The newer location. Oh, the new one, not the one by the gold. Yeah, Club. it's not as good, but it's still really good. Yeah. But it has a absolutely bigger place, but um not as good tasting, I don't think. But no, I haven't. I mean, I've talked to him and I've, I've tried to get together. He went away a couple weekends to visit um, his dad in mm-hmm. Virginia, Tennessee area. And I've just been busy. I've had a lot of stuff. And when I'm training for uh, competitions, man, the work I put in on the weekends really makes the rest of my weekend day tough to yeah, be open. Uh, well, I mean, if you're doing crazy 
crazy intense stuff, then you right. If you do that early in the morning, you kind of lose your motivation to do anything throughout the rest of the day. Right. So I know this is long winded, but um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a podcast. That's the nature of these things, I guess. So we're at this party, and uh, my dad says he'll swing by. And bef- when I first got there, I, I brought the tequila, or I had you bring the tequila bottle with you because you yeah. had just got done recording. We recorded our last podcast, which technically hasn't been released yet. Not yet. But probably will be by the time you hear this one. Yeah, episode 12. Yes, episode 12. We had just got done recording episode 12 and we're there. And yeah, they they were pouring shots of tequila and then my dad showed up like right after then, like we had just started eating crabs, right? Yeah, like crabs had just gotten dumped on the table. I don't. And, and I, I Big don't Jim even, comes walking uh, around the corner. So like, no one really knows my dad. Like he's known Terry kind of over the years, and of course, they're friends on Facebook, and they've said hey maybe once, and like you know t- they know each other, yeah. and they know a lot about each other. But they've never really had that moment. And like never sat down, talked, and really met. So at first my dad just came in, was a little quiet, just trying to figure out his role. <laughs> yeah. And then once he found out they were taking a liking or like he got into I don't oh, know. Oh man, what. he he took it and ran. Dude. He knew he knew that he had all the <laughs> attendees by the balls and just <laughs> fucking ran with it he's like this is my party now everybody's into into the stories i'm telling i'm going with it i don't even i don't even know what to say about it like i mean i guess we can kind of say whatever without getting too crazy but it was a why it was a crazy (laughs) night right yeah yeah to say the least it 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 was a little bit more of an intensive a night than I was expecting. Yes. I don't think we should. Yeah. Like thinking about it and like just with all the pieces involved, we can't really get too specific yeah. about the general stuff. Uh, there was, but, there was some $300 Chinese wine. Oh yeah. That's true. <laughs> that was drank. Um, that yeah. was kind of forced upon everybody. But in general, now that you met my dad like that, what did you think? Like, well, what- yeah, because I've never met him in a social setting. I've met him before, and I think we've talked about this, but I'm not sure. Um, you I've, went to his house. I, you said he was a friendly guy. I've met him in like like a quasi business setting. Yes, and then, of course, over the years, have heard the stories from you. Yeah, and goddamn, if he doesn't live up to every expectation <laughs> you've set man I, yeah I, I fucking a because everyone always says things about their parents and you know you're just not you everyone says their dad's this or their dad's that or you've never met anyone like this or their mom's the sweetest this but when i have very exception to the rules that in ways my parents are probably about the most what they are out of anyone you'll ever meet. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say my my mom is a, a more common genotype, just a very like heightened version of it as far as like it's the way a lot of people would probably describe their moms or Yeah, you like, know, oh my mom doting is, and Yeah, my mom's the sweetest, most loving, most caring type of person, which is like the generic right stuff that everybody says about their mother. There's very few people that'll be like 
oh, my mom's a cunt. You don't even, yeah. you don't want to talk to her. Right. And, and you know, it's like both of my parents in ways live up to the stereotypes uh, of parents, but it's like to the extreme. Like my dad is the dad that like in ways you wouldn't want to have, but it's like, it's like the dad that has the stories you can tell about in yeah. every fucking avenue. And it's all, I guess it's, it's like watching the movie Big Fish. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. So the dad tells all these, has all these tales and some of it, you're like scratching your head. Yeah, this is bullshit. But then sure enough, he's at his <laughs> funeral and all the people are there. Yeah, yeah, There's and, at least a good bit of element of truth. And like, it, it all fucking, it all comes to an end. Like, yeah. e like every story turns out to be fucking true. Yeah, man. Um, I don't even know what to say about it. That's because, because I'm not willing to say too many specifics right now about it. Cause we kind of painted the scene. We're at the boss's house. We're here. Yeah. You just never know. I don't want to associate anything with that. He, but Terry probably wouldn't appreciate not that anything bad. No, nothing, went on, nothing but, bad happened, but it's like, it's like any party you, I mean, stuff yeah. happens at a party and you just highlight the, the good points and that's about it. Yeah, dude. Everyone was losing it, though. Like, Hunter, that we work with, that we've talked about on the show, that guy, Jimmy, they were, they were just, they couldn't believe it. Uh, and you know what? I will say this. It was, like, even though it wasn't a lot of people, it was a good mix. Yeah. Because everybody knew each other, and everybody knew each other's personalities. It wasn't even a party. It was just, like, a... um work get together yeah and it was just it was a fun night it was probably one of the more fun nights that i've had in a, <laughs> in a while it was and a good time and i will say this i was driving home with one eye oh jesus <laughs> god i felt good i felt good i did all of my i went hard right out of the gate and, and left feeling fine pulled back yes um, I, I tried to do that and I thought I did a pretty good job of doing that. But when fucking tequila and Jack Daniels are getting pushed down your throat. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to ease up. It's kind of hard to pull the throttle back at that point. Yeah, no, I, uh, I know what you mean. And in that, that case, uh, you're, and gonna... then this is what the start of this story was all about. Yeah, so... because my tequila <laughs> is gone because I took it to the party. And now I'm going to drink this. I brought my, I'm going to, so that was, I don't even know how to Carazone or whatever that, that tequila, however it's pronounced. This is larceny. My, uh, it's probably my whiskey of choice. So it's not that expensive. It's kind of smooth. It's 92 proof. So. What's it? What's the cost per bottle or per fifth? Good question. I want to say in the low twenties. So okay. it's not that expensive, yeah. but it tastes a lot like like the Knob Creeks and maybe Maker's Mark, that style of whiskey, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know shit about- Are you going to have a swig of it? Yeah, I'll take a okay. swig. I don't know shit about whiskeys and anything. I do know that I've had Knob Creek before uh, many times, and I've gotten the Bullet, the Bullet yeah, bourbon. Yeah, that's smooth. I do like them because it's like twenty five bucks for a bottle, and I feel like that's okay whiskey. Yeah, for a person that doesn't know shit about it, I feel like it's good enough. I like anything that's a high percentage, and then I'll particularly like it if it's if it's smooth, obviously, and high percentage. So, like this whiskey, yeah, is that's smoother. whiskey. 
This whiskey is smoother than your bad 40% whiskeys. Yeah. Even though it's- uh, Like fucking wild turkey. It's 46% uh, percent alcohol. So, and it's going to blow away things like Old Crow and- Have you- You've never had- Evan an, Williams. You've never had an Old Fashioned. Uh, tell me what's in it. We, have we talked about that on the show? No, I don't think so. It's it's uh it's whiskey or, or bourbon. I think they're the same thing. Whatever. And then uh, simple syrup, a muddled cherry, and then an orange peel. Oh, I'm sure I would like it, dude. It, they're so good. Last every, year, so there's no water or no. Well, simple syrup is um, equal parts water and sugar. So if you do a cup of water, then you put a cup of a cup of sugar in it. So it might have a so it would have a lot of sugar. Yeah, but it's not like you're not like dumping a cup of simple syrup in it. It's like a a little dash or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just sweetens it up a little bit. But it doesn't add much. Uh, it's still like a shot. Oh yeah, dude. It, it, if you drink if you drink an old fashioned, it's 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 not whiskey. a mixed drink, so to speak. No, 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 no. It's it's full blown whiskey. Cool. <clears throat> I made I made how did one. This, how did this compare to like Straight whiskey. I guess good. Yeah. I mean, it it made me like <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I <laughs> but... like the warmth. I, whiskey gives you such a warmth yeah. all through your body. That's that's what they drank for survival in the like 20s and shit. Yeah, I mean, like if I'm really cold or something, like just a little bit of whiskey. Yeah, a little nip. Yeah, that definitely, it's going to make leaf removal season a lot better this year. Just get a company whiskey bottle. <laughs> I can't believe how much I've talked about alcohol on this podcast and how little I've actually drank. That, that was is... probably the most I've ever drank the other night, except for the bottle of absinthe in, in Italy. How'd you feel the next morning? Fine. I felt good that night. As a matter of fact, the weekend prior, we went to um, Bordy Vineyards and we did yeah, like I've a wine there. tasting. And even though I didn't drink quite as much volume that day, the fact that I did it during the day, I had a little bit of a headache later. Well, wine will wine. do that. Wine will fuck your head up. You know, I felt good. I had a great day at the gym rolling the next day. I sparred. I felt amazing. I got up nice and early. Dude, I could I could drink two glasses of wine and not get drunk, but wake up dehydrated as fuck and my head pounding. Yeah. It's like the sugars and the tannins or whatever in it. Whatever, that's enough. But in all fairness, like I didn't even seem really drunk at all right probably seemed pretty normal yeah yeah none of us were like it's not that anyone got that fucked up no no no, no. even my dad didn't get really fucked up it's just nah. it was a crazy stories and yeah yeah it, people yeah everything involved with the night was was nuts it's just it was just a fun night where it was what six six dudes just sitting around bullshitting yeah trying to top one another but your dad came out on top every time. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is you guys got to hear things you had heard from me before. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, and yeah. dude, it was like clockwork with some of them. <clears throat> he told the stories about my ex-stepbrother, Mike, who he and the absolutely hated. And the fucking stories were verbatim. Dude, I know. Like, you didn't embellish them 
at all. I, I try, dude, that is, I swear it sounds crazy. I have definitely made up stories in my life. And as a kid, oh, yeah. Who to hasn't? certain ages. Who hasn't? But I really do not do that much anymore. I've had yeah. too many normal good stories to ruin the value of my word <laughs> by changing anything, dude. Yeah. As a lot of times, I'm nervous to tell stories because I don't want to embellish and fill in the gaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to make it something it's not because I know that there are times where you tell a story and you get caught up and you don't really remember it the way you think you do and I don't ever want to be that guy. Yep, and also that that is like human nature though. I mean, I think it's... I'm not going to speak out of my ass, but people naturally will embellish stories. I, and, I know. And not even not even thinking about it, but they'll add in like little tidbits here and there as they tell the story, like year after year, yeah, month after month type deal, and then it just gets the story just over time gets blown way out of proportion, like so far away from what actually happened. Yes, exactly. And what what sucks is, have you ever been pulled into a conversation where someone is trying to do that to you, and you don't even know if they're aware of it, but they're telling a story, recalling something about you, and they're really hamming it up for everybody? Yeah, yeah You're yeah. put in like a really weird spot. It's like, well, I didn't really do it the way you're saying, or it wasn't as much as you're saying it was, but it makes you look good, so you're just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. I'll just I, let him do his thing. Or, or more often than not, it's happened to where it tries to put me in a negative light. Oh, well, that definitely, it's yeah. worth, you speak and up And then I'm like, happens. no, that that's not how it fucking happened. <laughs> yeah. But like- That's when I put my foot down. Yeah. Like we've talked about before. I mean, <clears throat> in the uh, embarrassing stories episode, all mm. of my embarrassing stories come from nights of drinking. And yeah, I'm going off of other people's accounts at that point. Like, <laughs> okay, if you say this is how it happened and this is what I did- that's what happened. Does it scare you, the idea of getting blackout drunk? Like, do you get nervous? Like, because I'm used to drug drug experiences being nervous because it's pretty much all psychedelic um, or I don't have much experience with alcohol or even like weed. You get nervous of overdoing it because Um, it can be psychologically... um, I don't know. It's just different. It's well, no, it fucks with you. Because people um, drink. It's like I get, would get scared to death of the notion of being like super hungover and like in my room all day the next day, feeling like shit. That makes me nervous. I would get anxious as I'm drinking. Like, fuck, am I gonna feel this the next day? Uh, well, here's here's the thing. As the resident expert on being blackout drunk, you don't think about it. You You, just do it. You almost go into the night knowing that you're going to get blackout drunk and the alcohol is going to take you where it wants to. And you're going to do, you're going to lose all inhibitions. You're going to say whatever the fuck's on your mind. You're going to do whatever you want. And I think that's something you've got to learn early. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because like, dude, when you, you can't, you can't, you cannot do it at 30 years old. You can't, yeah. like, especially ex- if you haven't learned it and you haven't <clears throat> kept doing it. Like, nah. you're not going to learn how to, you know, when you have the option of everything, like I kind of, 
I have an interesting perspective on it because like I said, you know, I never drank younger. I think if you were to take somebody who was just a grown adult and they had never experienced anything and you told them everything about these drugs, I'm not talking, I'm not doing the whole typical, oh man, weed's better than, than drinking for yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't even care good or bad for you. Couldn't give a shit less. Yeah. I'm just talking what is an intimidating experience to go through the process of A, getting blackout drunk, which on a one to 10 intensity scale has got to be a solid eight or nine as far as what drugs offer. Well, you where the anxiety comes from is the next day. Well, right. I know. Yeah. So like, not only are you going to get so out of, see, I've never lost total control as far as like needing some people needing to worry about me or, you know, like I've never just totally done that with anything where I'm just kind of not even able to take care of myself level fucked up. Yeah. You know, uh, I've, I've been there plenty of times. The one, the one saving grace with me when I drink and drink to that level is I'm I'm a fun uh, I'm fun like I'm not a I'm not a mean drunk. It's happened a few times, but very few. I'd say if I got blackout drunk a thousand times, I've been mean three. Yeah, and it's just like it, it's endearing and it's lovable. It's like oh, that's Steve being Steve type deal. Even when you go home and it's just like you, like if you ever been like mean drunk with a girlfriend late at night when it's you know bedtime and you you you're drunk fighting. Have you ever done that? No, nah, no. Nah. Because that is what uh, that is what annoys me. The the fighting and even when I'm at that level of like just blackout retarded drunk, it's it it, it I can't be incited to the level of being mean like it has yeah. to come from with inside me right it's not like anybody is going to like push my buttons and poke me or wasn't i don't really do that anymore but it's yeah. gonna come from within me so if, like i've never done it with a girlfriend because if a girlfriend is gonna start uh poking and prodding in that direction i, I just get to the point where i'm like you're you're fucking dumb yeah. You're just as drunk as I am. I'm not dealing with this shit. Um I'll leave either sleep in my car or we're not gonna talk for the rest of the night. Or I'll tell you you're being a fucking idiot. Yeah. That that hasn't happened in my current relationship, but it has happened in the past. Yes. But I've never like I've never gotten in a screaming match with, I've done it with my friends plenty of times, but it's at the end of the night where someone says something stupid and then we just go back and forth, but it's never ended up in like blows or, or dumb shit. Yeah, like no, I said, I'm a fucking fun drunk, dude. I like drinking. I like having fun and I don't, I don't like to fight i don't like to fight with my friends i just like to sit back drink 15 to 30 beers and have a good night yeah i think uh i'm i mean i don't know if i would be ever a typical angry drunk but i'm sure i would be quick to put somebody in their place if i really had some hard evidence yeah it's i mean it's all I circumstantial would, it would definitely make me just let go a little bit in that regard well, which is kind of a dangerous thing to do yeah but that's that's what alcohol does and it's it's kind of like a mind over matter type thing 
to a certain point. Mm-hmm. So there's points in your drunk where you are very in control of what you're doing, but you just drop your inhibitions and you're like, fuck it. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to say. Yeah. And then it gets to the point where you're blacked out and you just have no fucking control. You have no clue. You wake up in the morning. You're like, I said, what to who? (laughs) There'd be times where I'd wake up in the morning and wouldn't look at my phone for like two days. (laughs) because I just knew I fucked up somehow and I texted some dumb shit to some people and that's where the anxiety comes from. Dude, you know what? Uh, I didn't even think about this until now, but I had said that on an episode, I should tell an actual story, an actual experience uh, since we're on the topic of inebriation and uh, altered states of uh, that, I should tell a DMT experience. I, you haven't done that, have you? I have not actually. Yeah, I've never actually said any of my personal experiences or anything like that. I've just referenced it on the show, and um, I thought I was like, you know what? I was like thinking about the last experience I had. And I was like, that would probably be just talking about that experience. And then maybe obviously would bridge into maybe a few other experiences or whatever, but nothing as specific would be an, probably an interesting topic. Um, because it's something I know a good bit about and I do think it's pretty damned interesting. Uh, So is this the most recent? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. The so, floor is yours. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, dimethyltryptamine, DMT, is produced in the brain, in the lungs, um, and somewhere else in the body. Um, the penis. Oh, in the liver. So they it's theorized, but they think it actually exists most in the lungs before they thought the pineal gland, but I don't know that that's necessarily hard fact, but it's generally thought of as that. And, uh, and it also is believed that back in the day we had more active pineal glands that over the years they've become more calcified and used less. And therefore it's almost kind of like an ancient art of activating your pineal gland. Some, uh, studies and practices call it milking your pineal gland. Yeah. And your prostate. There are parallel experiences to the DMT experience that can be, had in near death experiences um when they did clinical studies on DMT and near people who had near death experience there's a lot of parallels mm-hmm. in what they experience um DMT is the active like ingre- a euphoric um tunneling yeah. you see things like sometimes you feel like you see other beings sometimes you feel like you understand um life sometimes you feel like you watch yourself die like an out-of-body experience you leave your body you feel like you're flying through space these are things that are common in near-death experience your loved ones kind of take you in and explain certain things to you um etc except i dreaming is also theorized to be caused by dmt release and uh production and it's like i would say these near-death experiences and then also different types of meditation and yoga. Um, you get into these head spaces, uh, and people would can there for lack of a better word, they should have a communal 
description. And most people would say they're all DMT like experiences. It would be like saying fighting is an adrenaline experience. It's not the same adrenaline rush every time, yeah. but there's an obvious thing. Well, the there's a correlation between like, yes, uh, things that spike an adrenaline rush. It, it's in yeah. every, it's, it's in every mammal's theorized and it's it's in a lot of plants like a high percentage of plants and the, and there's also a good chance that it's in everything or can be produced in everything and we've just only discovered it in these things like it comes in all sort from all sorts of barks uh, different animals they they mm -hmm. excrete a certain type of it from toads it actually is uh, tryptamine is in like uh, mushrooms, they convert into a tryptamine and it's like a DMT or it, it's a type of DMT in the bloodstream. It's just a much smaller level. Yeah. So all of these things are paralleled to the DMT experience. Uh, it's also in ayahuasca and an ancient brew called Soma. It's least thought to be that Hindus used to uh, drink, which is a tea. But ayahuasca is a thing they do in Peru, which is actually a ceremonial, yeah, that... sacred ritual thing. And it, you drink this tea. It's like a three-day experience. You do like a purge. You puke, you fast. You puke your guts out for yeah. a while. And then... And then you go through this uh, journey and that's apparently more singular and like you have time to settle in and DMT is like on a scale of intensity, they say about three or four times more intense as ayahuasca, but it lasts maybe five, five to 10% length. Like it only lasts, if that, it only lasts. So what, what would be, oh, never mind. You were well, getting ready to so say. So here's where it gets interesting for the experienced tripper. Somebody who's done it enough times and has explored kind of like other parallels like like yoga meditation when i try to stay in a trip if you could imagine that meditation could lift you to the level of openness in your mind to experience similar things that this this drug dmt mm -hmm. can do then similarly you can use those tools to extend and stay in your experience that makes sense right yeah like uh, draw from your experiences and your knowledge and like well, if if i need to do this to be here this is what i can do do, this is what I'm going to do and right. just kind of keep it rolling. It's like if you were lumped into a 15 minute meditation state where you had been just to the peak level of meditation, you could potentially continue to stay there. Right? So like if you were to do DMT for the first time, it would probably last three minutes, maybe five minutes before you snap out of it. And we're like, Whoa, dude, what the hell? And then yeah. everything would start to normalize really quickly. And it's kind of like a lucid dream. A lot of times, the second you realize it's happening, you wake right yeah, up. You wake up. So there's an art of being able to stay in it and to fight letting go. And it's a very abstract thing to explain, just like people have difficulty explaining it when they do it via meditation or breath work. But that's a much slower ascending process than, than DMT. So you don't really understand what's happening, so but you learn just, how it, to let go in the process because you have to. But it's a quick hit. Yeah, dude, so it's, it's just so like fast. It's, it's just, explosive, dude. Whatever you, however you ingest it, it just hits you right off the bat, and there's no build up to it. It's just like if you, uh, I guess, like rip a bong hit of right. it or something. You hold it in, blow out, and then all of a sudden you are just in the zone. Right. So essentially, here here's um, an experience. So and this kind of explains it because it was a blend of pretty much a lot of what it has to offer. Is this just a experience? And this is one experience. Or your most recent? This is one and my most okay, recent. Okay, okay, okay. So I, I do my first hit 
and I start to feel it already, which is a good sign. Yeah. The quicker you can get it in the system, the more of like a good, colorful, bright experience you're going to have. It's not going to be as swampy. It's like more singular in that it's almost like starting one experience when it takes like five hits or so to get there it's almost like starting separate trips and there's a lot going on in your head and it's not as easy to figure out but this was like very on the money and next thing i know dude there's an orange glow in the room and everything is bright man and it is the whole entire room is like orange and I'm in a room and the only thing that's on is this like lava lamp in the front. Sometimes it's nice to have one thing to look at and then you just kind of keep your focus on that while you're doing it because it's hard to stay focused. So I muster up another hit and then I start to see like stuff like flying through the air. It kind of looks like, like dots and patterns and like, like almost like a hand like it looks like a hand unfolds and shit's just flying in the air with my eyes open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do one more and I lie back and close my eyes. And I felt like I was kind of flying through outer space. Just cruising through cruising, solar systems and cruising shit. through outer space and I felt like I was there with this uh spirity type thing. Just this, something like, kind of female spirity type thing. You don't know what it was. You didn't see what it was. It not, just not felt then. it felt like a female presence and around it, it you. It felt like one that I have experienced in trips before. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. felt like meeting somebody that you'd know and remembering. I'm like, oh yeah. And it's kind of like you're picking up like season two. Like, oh, I forgot about that show. Now it's all coming back to oh, me. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. Like, you you remember because it's in your long-term memory, but you can't really pull that shit yeah. out easily. It's in the deep storage. So it happens uh, when you drink. So we're having, like, a conversation, man. And next thing I know, we're talking about really weird things. Like, I'm asking it questions I'm not even asking. We're, we're, like, we're, like, discussing stuff that I'm not even thinking of. But it's coming out of me and it's and there and it's you're not actually it's talking. Like, is it like subconscious shit coming out yeah, of your subconscious? And, and it seems like you're having a conversation. I was asking it who I was, and then I asked it if it liked me, and it was laughing. And it was like, and I was like acknowledging that it was like really extraordinary and it kind of like patted me on the back and it's like, well, we're kind of like pals. You're not really better than, you're not really above or lower. We're just kind of pals. And I'm like, dude, it's weird. So it like, and every time, as time passes, you're not now, now you're not in outer space. Now you're in some pink room. Your eyes are closed. You're like out, but you're in some pink room. And it's like, as it's talking to you, you're seeing dreamlike states, like on top of it. You can see like, if I like, it's almost like focusing in on like eight different things at once there's like layers in the room that you're of your eyes and you can like some of it looks like shapes that are kind of like expressing things and maybe going to the music well anyway it was telling me um that it it liked me and that it knew me that's good and that of course i we've known each other for a long time yeah it's kind of the impression it was giving me so would you uh, and like all fucking around aside and like all would you say it kind of felt like a guardian angel type thing? Well, the thing is, I've ex- if I had never experienced it before, I would have called it God. But I've experienced it enough times, and I've met and, shit that reminds me like this. And, and yeah, and, and I'm take I'm taking all religion 
Out but I mean, it. that's what it would have had to feel like. It felt like something that knew everything about me. I would have assumed, I mean, maybe that's just because of the stigma of knowing that we describe stuff as God. Yeah. This thing was, at the very least, of a nature that seemed infinite and it, it, things seemed different. You, you, you are not, there's not a physical presence to things. And the way you're communicating is very open. Yeah. Like if there's an emotion in the room, you feel it gazillion fold and it's expressive and it's vibrant and it's bouncing off the walls and super fast at its fingertips. There will be little shapes doing this. And the next thing, you know, dude, it catches your attention and makes you stare at like a little cube for a while. And you realize you're playing like a mini game. It wants to see what you can do. It, it's like showing you stuff and judging your reaction. And you don't even realize you're doing it. Really? And this has happened multiple times. And this time I remembered. I'm like, damn it, I'm playing like a fucking Mario Party mini game is oh, what it feels like. that's right? what I was thinking too. That's what I was equating like it to a, it a in my head. It's like a simple mini game. It's like, you know, there's three objects. Like it's you gotta like, trace the crown. It almost reminds you of the game of where they cover up the seashell with like a ball and then... Which ones in the under, shell game? The shell yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds you of shit like that, but like Mario Party esque. But that's like so that blip happens, and then I'm in another place with like another thing. So now my eyes kind of open up, and uh, the room like like physically I, because physically. I'm starting to see things. I'm barely able to tell. I'm like seated up in like a loaded like a seated like meditation type yeah. position and I'm seeing things that are in the room but it's not in the room. You know what I mean? So physically your eyes open up and I'm you're sure. you're having because I'm looking at the lava lamp and I'm looking at stuff now in the room and it, and and I start to like laugh a little and the trip starts to get really lively and silly, man. Like yeah. it starts it starts having fun with you. It's like, uh, it's, uh, it's like, like, like dancing the rooms dancing at you. The yeah, whole yeah, yeah. fucking room is like, there's something either in it or, or pieces of it are dancing, but it's like wherever the air is, there's other shit and you're just watching it dance and smile. And then it's letting <laughs> you control what happens. That's... So I start thinking about like, like, like an emotion and it like livens up and it like gets, I think of like fun or love yeah, yeah, and it yeah, gets yeah. passion. It gets whatever and it gets so lively and like that's a good that's a good thing that's it, yeah. a positive of it right so it, but this isn't something that happens every time i just know i've come into that headspace before and uh i mean this is all in a span of maybe 15 minutes because I, I can stay in about 15 to 20 if i'm trying and to that's, like like that's kind of like the average like 10 to 15 minutes i would say, say the average is like five to eight minutes and then if you're determined or if you're very like trying to let go yeah. and that's the other thing. So then I'm kind of doing yoga and if I close my eyes and focus on certain parts of my body, it turns different colors and looks like a different type of creature, almost like folding in and of itself. Hmm. Like, like cellular, but like there's, there's like a bunch of little people and beings like kind of sw like swallowed by each other and just kind of like all in flux. Like kind of like, 
silly putty how you can like fold it over and just yeah. keep making folds like that yeah i'm not i'm not fucking with you or like trying to be no, funny no I'm just, you're right yeah i guess I'm so trying to equate it to something that yeah it's really hard to explain um but yeah something like that like it's circling into itself and turn it's hard to under you're looking at it like you're gonna be able to explain it and remember it but dude there are not words to yeah. explain the way this shit moves and acts and you get it in the moment you you understand you're like yeah i get this yeah it makes sense and and then you're like no i fucking didn't and you have aha moment after aha moment like you get things about life like i don't want to parallel into different experiences but to wrap this one up then i was doing like a yoga stretch or two and and when i would do a different position the color would change so i would have a purpley one this... for like my my back when i was stretching my back it's like a dark purple wait and, and then when i'm like stretching my neck and my head and doing breathing different ways it's getting yellowy and orangey are while that's happening are you inside of the trip or you're just doing it that's with like my eyes closed so i'm like i'm doing you know no i'm literally doing yoga like kind of coming down as far as like i'm no longer in a whole nother but i still am now it feels like you're kind of inside yourself in a weird way um this is like beyond like you start off you meet this fucking being it reminds you it like introduces itself you have like your conversation yeah it does some stuff with you and then you're kind of you sometimes you go even further than that sometimes you start to come back and usually you get what would be described as like like what you would imagine the most acid or something like that could do in about 2 minutes so is is that the the standard for a trip like you're going to meet this this being. one was this one was more well rounded as far as like it touched on a lot of notes. When um, do they stay? Do they stay positive? Yeah, I mean, I, I like if positive in in the long run for sure. If if you had to look back and all like the trips that you've gone on and the trips that you've seen people do and the the stories that you've heard people t- tell they stay pretty positive. I'll tell it like this. I've done it a lot of times. Uh, The reason I did it is because I had been super interested in it for years, man. A lot of people believe a lot of nutty shit and and it's just what they believe. Well, I didn't have anything I believed and I still don't believe anything. When shit is real, it's real. And DMT lived up to the hype. I, I had hope and faith that it would be 10% of what it is. And it totally blew itself out of the water. And it never ceases to amaze me. Could you do it into the ground? I'm sure. But because the experience is so short, if you have a bad experience, my number one recommendation would be that if you try it again and it still kind of touches those notes, stop for a while. Stop until you really want to do it again. Let it breathe. And, and you might, honestly, you might find out that in like a month's time is all it would take for you to be really, you know, ready or whatever, but don't do it. If you recently had a bad one, you're worried about having a bad, like, it's like, it's like, so it sounds like it's like any hallucinogen. If you go into it, well, not any hallucinogen, but if you go into it with a negative headspace, then you're going to, here's the difference. If you do enough DMT, you're not going into your headspace. 
you're going into a, into a DMT headspace, which is distinctly different and more extraordinary. It feels like dying sometimes. Sometimes you see the movie of your life. You see all of your moments, all of your accomplishments. You like look at your life. You come to terms with it and you move on from that. And then you're in a whole nother place. Yeah. You're like a fucking flying being. And then, you know, or whatever you are, or you just meet some shit that feels like it's zipping by at like light speed. And then you get it to stop just for it to explain to you what you are and who you are. And then it zips on by like it yeah. goes back to doing its job. Cause it's, it's definitely something that I'm interested in, but it's I, nothing like other hallucinogens. I, I, I've had some, I'm not going to say bad, but less than positive experiences with, with other stuff. Like, I've definitely smoked a lot of weed and then just like laid in bed and contemplated life and been like, what the fuck am I doing? That kind of shit. Yes. So, and then, and then I've eaten mushrooms where like it has its peaks and valleys. Like you're at one moment, you're on top of the world and then you start thinking about something else and you're as low as low can be right because that's you thinking that yeah, yeah you're getting you're given time so so it, so when you say it's all about your mindset going into it you what your anticipation of dmt does not matter if you do enough of it if you do enough to just completely let go of yourself and just just like it totally obliterates your consciousness for a minute yeah if you allow it to do that you're no longer you. It doesn't even matter what you think of it. Your life isn't even there in that moment. Okay. Like, and, and that's, it's a good feeling. I think, I think it's a good, it's a good experience to, to have. And it gives you a sense of like refreshed, like you feel invigorated for life. It almost makes you kind of feel strong purpose. Like, like it almost leaves you. And this is like the nature of killing everything that exists mm -hmm. is you'll put back together one piece. Like the first few things you think of as you're coming back are very important to you. You've like cleared um, all of your thoughts, all of your subconscious thoughts, all those little nagging background yeah. things, all those little built up anxieties. It's gone dude and then you just put back together one piece boom jujitsu boom my girlfriend boom family like you only and then that's all mm. that exists and that's all that you are and then you start to build your life back together and it kind of forces you it kind of really teaches you the last few things you let go before going into a trip and yeah. the, the first few things that you, you build yourself back together with, man, that really gives you a sense of who you are and what makes you, or at least the driving torch in that moment. Okay. And I will say this, unlike, like with mushrooms and acid... Uh, acid especially, dude. I would never recommend anyone do acid. I would be like, I, if you want to, it's your choice. I would I, never recommend it. I've never done it. I've always kind of wanted to do I it. I think a first experience, if they've never had, if, they, if you don't have much experience with anything else, you're going to enjoy an acid experience. If you, Because like, it's extraordinary. You dude, yeah. if you've never tripped, tripping's fun. It is Nobody's going to have a bad first trip unless they're like a, a kid or stupid or like... If if you have if you're a good person if you're remotely a good person you're probably not going to have a bad first yeah. trip. Now I will say this: it is not when I the big difference is acid or mushrooms. You could go like this: amazing trip, good trip, amazing trip, good trip, terrible Awful. trip, worst yeah. trip ever, trip monster. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like the most anxious feeling. But I will tell you this. 
the couple times I've done it to the point where maybe it was like too much, I come back feeling so glad to be back. And once I've experienced a work day or something, I'm like, man, but I haven't done it since then. Like my last mushroom trip, I was like, you know what? Not unless friends want to do it. Not unless yeah. I really want to do this. I'm done experimenting with it. I've experienced well, enough of it. It, it. I'm good with it. Mushrooms are fun if you keep it. Hey, stop. Mushrooms are fun if you if you keep it low. Like, don't eat a lot. <laughs> See, I'm a little different. I don't like the headspace of tripping but not tripping. Like, I need stimulation by the experience. So I don't like a low experience um as far as like that goes that I, makes me anxious the the last time i ate mushrooms i ate like a gram maybe a gram and a half i got an eighth and i just eyeballed it in half yeah and it it was a good time it was just a a body trip uh i could still walk outside and function like a normal person and experience like experience the world around me but in a different headspace but not like right to where i'm seeing shit walking down the street and it's gonna freak me the fuck out it was just an enjoyable thing to do it was just a fun it was a fun afternoon and it it lasted maybe four to six hours and it wasn't like a whole fucking night Here's a, here's a way to, to compare like what you can get from the experiences. So like if you do mushrooms and you're out in nature and you're like just at one with everything, you might see some like birds kind of flying. Yeah. You're looking at the trees. You're seeing them move from far away. You can just breathe in the air a different way. You look at the moss on the rock differently. Like you see life in everything. And that's a beautiful experience, it, it, right? Dude, because uh, when, when I did it, the last time I did it, I was living in the city and I just, like I said, I got an eighth, split it, eyeballed it in half, tried to like mix up stems and caps, make it pretty even. Right. And then um, waited for it to really kick in and then just walked around Patterson Park in the city. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fucking fun day. It's an experience for sure. Because I but, had I had like three or four days to okay, myself. But see that so that is specifically like that's what people know is tripping. Dude, when you do DMT, not only is the tree actually gonna be alive, there's like <laughs> magical dude, you're talking magic. I've had the moments where the trip goes, Oh, you think that's impressive? Watch this. I'm about to stop the fucking music. You're about to feel like life flashes before your eyes. This lyric at this moment, and your dog is gonna bark and run up to you right now, and everything <laughs> is gonna be as crazy as you could ever imagine. Wait for the most beautiful moment of your life. Oh, wait, you thought that was cool? Watch this. Damn. And you're like, what? the fuck man like i could die on that moment that is insane i cannot believe it but what then to really fuck with you it doesn't let you fully remember i just know oh. i have had the most magical moments and i can carry that on with me for the rest of my life knowing i experienced something that not only did it feel like magic you couldn't tell me a single thing you couldn't um, you couldn't create something that would blow me away more than my experiences you could dude jesus could walk into this room right now and i'd be like well you know so, so, that's nothing compared to a dmt trip so you just like you would just hold pieces to it you can kind of recall you can hold pieces to it you or of it you won't remember from start to end fully 
you'll just it's walk tough. out of it being like, oh, maybe man, your was... first couple experiences, if it's just like a singular type thing, if you have a full on let go and come back, you're not going to remember it fully. No way. It's too much. It's yeah. too, it's too hard to, but, but you might remember specifics. And if your first few experiences, you might really remember everything. Like my first few experiences, the first time I did it up, the first time I got it to work, cause it took a little, it took a few tries to get it to work. I don't yeah. know. You're nervous. You don't have the right to whatever. Finally, I got it to work and I'm in a red and blue spiraling room and there's an elephant man. He's a man dressed in a tuxedo and had a long snout holding a dog on a leash, <laughs> nodding his head. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, a not, you know what he had. Yeah. yeah. A snout. A snout. Oh, a snout. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I didn't even get it. I'm like, wait, yeah, I said schnout. Yeah, it's a fucking schnout. The <laughs> so, guy, the elephant man had a schnout. So it's this elephant man in a tux dancing to the music and he's pointing his cane and he's pointing at me. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this is you, it. You, And he points, dude. And he's, and he's like a cool motherfucker. And that's just, and he had a little dog thing on a leash and everything was hyperactive. Just the well-dressed. And bouncing off the walls. It was like a shape world that he lived in and it was like a dome. We were in like a, it was his room and there was like a chair but it was in a hyperspace type thing man a whole nother dimension and and he was just dancing and made me feel good and like silly and i laughed a lot <laughs> i couldn't believe it you, you can't every time it's like i just can't believe this is an experience that can be had yeah a manufactured experience because if you think about it it is manufactured i mean it's coming from something or it's Maybe manufactured isn't the the right word to use, but it's an induced experience. Like, yeah, you you got to do something to get there. But you could do it through extreme breathing. You could do it through like the people who take halotropic breathing to the furthest. The people who take um, that whatever that style of yoga is. Um, I'll think of it in a second. Kundalini yoga. When you take it to the extreme people have parallel things. It's just shorter glimpses of it. Or uh, maybe they do. When you're really good at that stuff, people tap into that headspace. That's what I would say. Or near death, all these things like, um, or in the middle of the night, some people who experience lucid dreaming, sleep paralysis, that is in ways. It's more like sleep paralysis sounds like a spooky DMT. I've, I've experienced lucid dreaming. I don't think that I've experienced sleep paralysis yeah because sleep paralysis is where like you think you're sleeping but you kind of wake up but your body can't move right something like that yeah but like the visuals that come along with it sometimes you feel like these beings are like looking down it's, on you it's and more like arm... it's it's more like demonic it can be yeah yeah uh, any anything that i've ever read or looked into about it seems like it's more of a um demonic type or more of an yeah. evil type I, thing i don't know this is purely street lingo this is street talk here dizzy no. dizzy street talk um i would imagine like lucid dreaming is more like when we think of a dream and then sleep paralysis is a similar thing that feels more like a nightmare yeah and oftentimes when we have really good dreams they're amazing but we never feel trapped in them and then oftentimes when we have fucking nightmares we're like where you're aware of it, you want to get the hell out. So I think there's like a, it rem they remind me of each other. Very similar. There's yes. a parallel to it. Lucid dreaming is supposed to be where you can control where your dream goes. 
and is like more of a positive type that thing. is an advanced form of lucid dreaming yeah. initially lucid dreaming would just be the ability to wake up in your dream the ability to actually move around and and control everything and really that is like advanced that's like that's like you're you're an elite level lucid yeah. dreamer. The first step is finding ways to wake up in your dream. And people who lucid dream actively also do things that induce sleep paralysis. You lie on your back, you can do a series of breathing, um, and you like start to lose feeling from the the, the floor up, like your feet all the way up. Yeah, and then you're just boom plopped in a lucid dream. Like like if you ever lie on your back and you feel like. When you, when you lie on your back, if you lay down for a long time on your back and just breathe, you will slip into a lucid dream or a form of sleep paralysis. It's just not, you're not caught there the way, like some people feel trapped, like they're yelling, trying to get people to wake them up and they can't. Yeah. And they're like scared uh, to death. I've, I've never, I haven't experienced the that doesn't paralysis. Happen on DMT. That doesn't happen on DMT. Yeah. Dude, usually it's just like people see a bunch of crazy shapes and then they wake up out of it and they feel amazing. They love it. They don't really have any huge takeaways at first unless they, some people do. I mean, some people see like loved ones that died. Um, it's really, it's tender, dude. It's touching. If you open it, it's a very touching experience. It's that, positive. That kind of, the, the, the positivity aspect of it intrigues me. It's very positive. Everybody I know is, I know a yeah. lot of people who've done it. I hear a lot of people talk about it. Man, it's a very positive experience, I think. I would, I would sign my name to that more than any other thing as far as like, yeah, I, I believe in it. Yeah, I'll sign my name to it. You do it. You're going you're gonna to get a good experience. You're going to have a fun time. Yeah, I would recommend it among everything that I would recommend. I hmm. think it's, it's a... I think you've sold me. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very life-changing for a good way. There's nothing else I could think of that is as extreme. If there's anything stronger, there's a quote by by Terrence McKenna, this guy who did a lot of like philosophizing about it and experience. He's like, he's like talking about how DMT is undoubtedly the most extraordinary thing he's ever experienced in, in all this stuff. And he goes on, if there's anything stronger, I don't even want to know about it. And I'm kind of with him. I like, yeah. I jokingly say like, if there's anything great, I don't even tell me. I don't even want to know. That makes sense. I don't have any interest. I'm good. That's good enough for me. Yeah. If you're experiencing <laughs> something so powerful. Oh, dude. And so like emotionally and physically powerful, why would you want to know what else is out oh, there? It's enough. For this reality, it's enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough it's enough of a thing to experience yeah, out of yeah, this yeah. world and it's extraordinary enough and above you enough and gives you a push for this life like oftentimes i'm reminded that this life is important and it's all i have like i feel like i get a sense of that when i'm on it that no matter okay, what so it's that not, other stuff is this is me it's not like an interdimensional type thing it's like it lets you know what you're doing now who you are what you're doing, where um, you're going. It just kind of yeah. shines the light on you in this it moment. It can. I've had that thought before. It can go a bunch of different directions, but it can definitely go that direction. Oftentimes, I remember coming down, thanking it for the experience I've had because it just, I couldn't believe what it was trying to, t or what it showed me in that time. Yeah. I feel like I've communicated with something else almost always. 
unless you don't do enough or you can't get it to like work. Like if you have a minimal experience, then it's different. But if you have a, if you get a good bit of it in you and you feel like you had a big experience, I feel like I communicate with something else. It feels relatively spiritual. Oftentimes it does weird things to my body and makes me like crack my back and let my jaw hang lower. And then like, like slack jaw. It sounds like <laughs> it does something to my throat. Do dude. you it, speak? Like what's the I deal? Can. Are, are you going to sit there and just like start talking gibberish? Most or? people don't. Some people might like slur a little. Or just like make like guttural noises. Like Ugh. you can. Yeah. You might make that. You might laugh. You might, you might be able to say something like Jesus Christ, or, you know, like, <laughs> like you might be able to talk, but you really couldn't hold it together for a conversation. Yeah. But again, it all depends. I have a strong ability to talk through things, dude. You have a strong ability you, to talk. I, I could talk <laughs> through a DMT trip. I could do it and describe it as it's happening and not lose it. I really believe so. Would you be willing to... <laughs> record this sure i mean i definitely would be willing to i mean we don't have to i would do it you've already you've already uh yeah said enough it would be interesting yeah we could like if it's only like 15 minutes or something we could do like you were talking about before we'll i think we have an email address set up yes um if it we could record something audio and video and if you're able to talk through it, if it's only 15 minutes, what the fuck? We could do yeah. we could do the shit. And oh, if, some- if I wasn't able to talk, it would only be for about two or three minutes. Four minutes tops of really being, and it would be worth it. If I was out of it for a few minutes and not able to talk, it would be worth it. Like it would be, that's a, that's a big experience to capture. Because I usually could probably talk through it. I, I'm wondering how, Dude, how prevalent is the- like, Here we go. Or oh, what were you going to say? How prevalent no, I was going to say how prevalent are these videos on like YouTube or oh, something? Oh, I don't know. You can definitely find some, but it all depends on the person. Like, see, I'm an interesting case because, uh, A, I definitely like chose this path in yeah. a way and appreciate it in a way that not everyone does. I'm not going around fucking around with other stuff. I'm not treating yeah. it like a party experience. Um, and I, yeah, intellectual- it's a, spir- a spiritual, uh, not, not necessarily spiritual, but I, it's- yeah, I came to it to figure it out and can, it's kind yeah. of a paradox. You really can't, but I come away happy to have experienced what I've experienced with it. And I, I was very much looking to get out of it as much as it was willing to show me as far yeah. as that type of mind opening extraordinary like blow your mind with some real shit i wanted to see some real shit yeah not go to some psychic palm reading yeah not, saying like this is your death no. line this is where you're gonna be in 15 yeah, years this is your money shit in 15 years of practicing this style of meditation you might have one experience that seems transcendent no i'm talking hard fucking evidence and boy has it delivered hmm. um this is this is crazy this is a short experience so after my last uh breakup with jen mm-hmm. i had an experience on my my 30th birthday and i dude next thing i knew i was flying in this playground like thing of things that seemed like me but we were all like flying blue and pink and green i didn't know what i looked like but we were like these flying what would look like a mixture of like an old school dinosaur 
bird lizard spirit thing like kind of human but not really and everyone had its own color and it was like a playground we were hanging out like kids at recess and i knew what was going on and i was like oh yeah this again is kind of like but i had never seen shit like that and but it felt like a familiar place and I'm hanging out and having a good time and it's great. You know, I'm, I'm only half cognizant. I really don't even remember life at that point. And I see one, this like pink one mm-hmm. and it was Jen. And I'm like, and it remind it triggered me. It like woke me up you a little. You kind of like knew. And I was like, fuck, here I am in this place that feels like it's kind of like before and after or kind of this infinite place of my life. Yeah. And here's this person I just broke up. Like we're no longer together. And here she is in this world. Like that made me feel like this whole life was going to be spent with like her being a pivotal role in my life and like a part of this almost okay. spirit space yeah. where it was like I was either the part of my purpose in this life was either to be tormented over the fact that we were no longer together or, or to accept it. Wh- whatever it was. No, it was kind of like showing me that she was a permanent fixture in my subconscious or headspace in a okay. way that seemed, but it was not due to me. It was due to, spirit world or wherever the fuck we were because in that moment that's what it felt like right Mm -hmm. and well what wound up happening was the second i thought that all my other like friends in this place ran over and some of them were kind of tiny and they like knocked me over (laughs) and they start like digging at my body dude like digging at me deep into my stomach and i'm like looking down and it's like crazy but it's like positive they're like they're like no you're okay you're okay like like really like like high pitchy type voices it like seems cartoon, like cartoony cartoony yeah, yeah. Dude. and they're like they're excited they like me they really like me and they're like playing with me and then a big one a really wise kind of figure <laughs> i hadn't seen yet came up and stuck its hand deep into my stomach and lifted up this ball of energy and with it the weight of every negative everything that had been attached to this feeling of being in in post relationship was lifted dude and it was holding it in its hand and i I was left with the most euphoric calmness and i hadn't felt that level of comfort in a while and i was just looking at it like oh my god and it goes like and this is like some wise ass shit dude like i never thought of this kind of stuff yeah and it's like you see this and i was was like said yes but you don't actually say but it's like telepathy yeah do you see this and I'm like, yeah, man. And it's like, this is the power, or this is power that you give somebody over you. No shit. That's what it said. It See, said this is power you're letting somebody else have over you. That's like, that's it. It seems like like some untapped subconsciousness that you wouldn't be able to come to on your own. It would be very, very hard. It's a lost art. It is very much a lost art. It's all over cave art. It's all over ancient culture. It looks like Egypt. It looks like Hindu and Buddhist culture. It looks like ancient Native American culture. It looks like their artwork. It looks like the style of Native American artwork that, you know, it looks like cave masks. It looks tribal. It looks jungly. Half animal, half humans. That's the look of it. Everybody sees it. And like weird pyramid-like hieroglyphs you see language that looks like hieroglyph type stuff huh but not like alien like hyper yeah and that shit swirls around a room you might see blocks of text 
and you get it in the moment, dude. You will stare at it and look at uh, it and understand. Like you it. understand what's going on. Like I've had conversations. It sounds like I don't know what I'm doing. And dude. you're just like, oh, I'm not fuck actually yeah, saying I, anything, but I we're understand. communicating in my yeah. head, and it sounds like weird gurgled language. And there are times the music will stop for seemingly 30 seconds, 40 seconds. Like it'll like, it'll be in the driver's seat of everything. And if it wants to change the music, a song, you know, so well will sound like a whole nother song and it like takes it, but it sounds amazing. You don't even know what's going on. It is Mm. unreal, man. (laughs) The one thing you will not come back saying is, ah, it wasn't that big of a deal. (laughs) <laughs> I, like that, yeah yeah i just got high i wouldn't right. say that dude i'm an experienced junkie in that way i like wild stuff yeah, yeah i yeah. like extreme stuff this is the experience for me obviously yeah 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 yeah. it's not enough time for it to go bad i can handle the intensity of mm-hmm. it i like the intensity of it and it's positive it's light and and it's like uh i don't know so that is all of that about that i figured it'd be a good one um, to talk about it. Cause I did have that experience, uh, I guess a couple weeks ago. No, that's, that and was, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you're a good salesman for it, I guess. Yeah. And I figured it would make it because I've mentioned it. And if I ever mention it again, I, I won't mention it all the time. And I don't even, I only want to put it out there so much, but we don't have a lot of listeners. Yeah. And if we do get a ton of listeners, then it'll be worth it. So I don't really care. Yeah. Um, and I do have the fortune of nothing I do as far as like my income or whatever, if anything, like, like even the boys Latin thing, if something was to ever happen, it's only so much money. In yeah. The it's I don't not really, going to ruin you when it, it, when it comes down to it. If, if, if somebody were to, yeah. uh, cancel you and, and fall into that, that type of bullshit, it it's would not just like, open up the door for new opportunities. Yeah, I'm totally fine with whatever happens. It's going to take a little bit of money out of your pocket, but it's not going to fucking bury you. No, yeah, it's really not a big deal. Um, I, I guess that's it on that uh, talk. But I get to to put it into a final, final, final conclusion. Yeah. What's your final? You thoughts, asked about Jerry positive Springer. or negative. I won't say that there's never times that it's a little scary or a little bit of this, but it's not like you would anticipate. And in my opinion, it would take a very long string of foreshadowing. Bad experiences after bad experiences for you to really feel like you've had a traumatic experience. Because I kind of forget the ones that felt kind of bad. I don't have a strong memory of them. I couldn't tell you a specific story. And and the bad the bad trips with hallucinogens, they stay with you. Yeah. One time I got into something I would describe as a loop. It kept like looping the same experience over and over. Like the same line in the song that would go on repeat. Yeah. I would go through the same thought in my head and it would start over like Groundhog's Day, but for like yeah, yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And I've had that happen a couple times, I think. But dude, it's like I barely remember. There's no trauma to be held. Like, like I could definitely see how people have hold trauma for their life yeah, from bad acid. You don't you don't come out of it without with with any kind of anxiety or like nah. oh man this is this is what I saw this is what I thought this was some negative shit I was present for this and this is now a part of my life for the rest of my life. Yeah, dude, even if it's a little like intimidating in a way or like spooky, most people would say they're happy to have had the experience and maybe it's like thrilling like I don't know, it's good yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like overall it's a positive experience. It's something it's it's something to not be feared and 
maybe no. not abused or maybe abused? It sounds like it. I don't know anybody who has abused it. And I know a lot of people who kind of could do as much of it as they want to. Yeah. And, and it just doesn't seem like anybody really wants to do it to the point where it's as destructive as like something that you hear, like they do like MDMA and ketamine are two things that they do a lot of clinical studies yeah. on oh. treating depression, PTSD with. But I know a lot of people who abuse MDMA, yeah, street exactly. name, Molly or ecstasy. You're not, you're not going to do it on a Saturday and then be craving it Sunday morning. And yeah. Now, do I know people like I know somebody who committed suicide and I knew they had done DMT. I didn't know them well. I just, somebody told me this about them, yeah. but they also were doing heroin yeah that's you know? i mean that's that's were just fuck up that's coincidental and at if that you point. give somebody who's fucked up and see like if you give somebody who's fucking up hardcore dmt they might really want to kill themselves yeah. because they're fucking up hardcore yeah like they already probably hate themselves in a way but i would say it would show them a gentler side before it showed them a harsher side okay it would like give you that warning and it would show you some light and be like look life's worth living for make some adjustments, try and make a positive thing, try and be passionate, try and be a good person. And I think if you were to continue to do DMT while not obeying or respecting it, it might it eventually be you. like, look, motherfucker, yeah. you ain't going to smoke me and get away with this shit. Yeah. I am going to let you know what the fuck is up. And, <laughs> and I'm going to make you feel real small, real quick yeah. and make you know that you are fucking up. <laughs> I, Hey, I respect it too much. For it to need to, to show even me that. get to that point, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would totally. Yeah, if it ever needed to realign me, so be it. Whatever, you know better than me. <laughs> that's kind of how I see it. God, Clearly, you know better than me. You know everything. It's fucking <laughs> <laughs> like it's, okay. It's cr it's crazy. Regardless of of the the. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, like mushrooms, acid, DMT. It's crazy how those substances can alter your body and can alter your mind, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. It's just, it's it's nuts to me Dude, how yeah. strong something like that can be. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's so crazy. It doesn't, you, dude... As much as you're fathoming it right now, it's not even 1% of the amount you would think that after experiencing it. Oh, I believe it. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I totally believe it. And I'm not, I, uh, I, everything, everything you say and everything that you've told, I, yeah. uh, I don't discredit could any you, of it. How, like, it's like almost like how much could you even understand an orgasm without experiencing one? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's, that's <laughs> a good- But it's that time so much. Yeah, without being crude. I mean, that's a pretty- It sounds like it's a pretty good analogy. It is an existential orgasm. Yeah. It's ever, It's like the best one ever. It's tantric and all that shit. <laughs> it is a spiritual orgasm, dude. It's out of this world of another chemical balance- but um, is there anything else we want to talk about? Uh, no, I think we covered. Oh, I mean oh, I I messaged the porn star. We can say his name. He by doesn't the way. care. No, he's all about it. I thought so. Because why would you Don be in Baltimore? Yeah, why would you be a porn star and have a fucking Instagram and then be? Because uh, I was thinking, um, uh, back to the episode that we recorded with james finn i was thinking about 
us talking about that and being very cryptic of his name. But why would you have a fucking profile of your porn experiences and then yeah, it's not, not like Don Baltimore's his real name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's I think it's undercover sluts. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It under, is undercover sluts it, it is this thing. Because like I said, it showed up in my fucking So the only reason is I hadn't had a conversation with him yet. Like I I don't know if it's his only job. I don't know what at the time. Yeah, I did, you but don't want to blow the guy's He's spot excited up. to talk about it. He's a cool guy. He's like um a really kind of straight laced guy. He's been in recovery for a long time. Yeah. Um he's super active. He's He's interesting and he was like talking very normal and he's like, you know, see like a lot of people think the business is this and that. And he goes, it's not dude. It's mainly just babysitting fucking like, you know, kids like these 23 year old girls who just like, you just kind of got a, you basically feel like a babysitter and just like, it's, uh, (laughs) it's such an odd fucking world. He works like a few hours a week. Is that his, well, I guess we can, I think it's his full, it's his main gig. Really? Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah, man. I mean, what kind of life do you live? I think I talked about that. It's like, you know, like when you meet somebody, have you ever met anybody that just does something, whether it's, uh, oh, Josie's trying to call me. Well, oh, here, on the, put her on, on, put her on. Hold on, let me you gotta t- it. You do have to tell her. Speaker. Maryland's a two-party state. Mar- Maryland. Hey, you're on the podcast, babe. I'll call, um, but you can say something if you want. Um, you can just call me back later. Okay, I'll call you when I'm done. All right, no rush. All right, bye. Love you. <laughs> she's like, uh... <laughs> oh, fuck. No, she doesn't care. Um, but it probably caught her off guard. Um, oh, Don Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. I forget what I was just saying, but it doesn't matter. Uh, like babysitting and how it's like different and it's his full-time gig and he works. I don't know. It's, well, yeah, it's, just it's in general, interesting. He said he had good stories. He said we'd have a good time. And he's like, you know, to be honest, it's not what people think and it would be fun to talk about. So, um, you're familiar with him. Like you guys talk. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I was it, talking in about person, like, like not just, not just through like Instagram messenger. Yeah. Or oh, you know, no, I see him. I talk to him at the gym all the time. I train with him. Oh, okay. He does uh, jujitsu and uh, Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. There's, a, there's a personal relationship there. Yeah, he's there all the time. Cool. He's been coming for like, uh, um, I guess like seven months, six months. Cool. At least at least like four. But no, he's he's cool. Everyone likes him. He does privates with one, one of my buddies. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, nah, I'm... I'm I'm interested in that. Definitely. Yeah. We're going to, that is going to be a fun episode. It's going to go. I, How could it I, not? I, How I could am it too not? fascinated by people who live a lifestyle that That's, is so different. Th- that, that like the fringe, the fringe lifestyle. Yeah. Like and, I'm suited, I'm suited to interview people who live on that, the yeah. outskirts. Like I'm perfect. Like I could interview you. A, a, a mafia guy or whatever. I could interview people. I could interview a Black Panther, uh, any extremist, anybody who's extreme of yeah, any yeah. walk. Nothing would make me uncomfortable. And I would love to just figure that out that, you know. I'm, I'm interested in jobs and people that make money in 
a outside of the norm. Yeah. I'm I I that fucking and I've I've said this to one of our friends, this the scientist. I've said <laughs> this to him so many times and him and I have had this conversation over and over and over again that there's so many different cooler ways to make money. Yeah. But what are those fucking ways? It's like it just takes a supreme leap of faith and so much confidence in yourself to be able to do something that's outside of the fucking norm. Yeah, dude. What's the craziest thing you've met firsthand? Like as far as just like a walk of life that is so wild or like something that just fascinates you. Like I know a guy from Korea who has a really crazy life. Like he grew up in for 11 years he just did taekwondo for 11 hours, 6 days of the week. He was in like school for taekwondo. <laughs> he w- was on like the uh um he trained for the Olympic judo team from uh South Korea and then came to the he would walk on his fingers and was is the craziest guy to grapple. And He's got to be like close to 50. Like do a handstand on his fucking fingers? Not all of his fingers. He puts two fingers, his index and and middle finger, and he will walk on them. Like walking on your hands, he does that. No way. Dude, and he holds a plank forever. Why aren't we talking to this guy? I've seen him plank for like, well, he's kind of hard, you know. Oh, he's not from here? He's South Korean. I was about to do the voice, but I can't that well. (laughs) Not now. Yeah. You can't do it now. Thanks, Shane Gillis. Oh, no. I just can't call him. <laughs> I, I can't call him a... Uh, no, I'm not gonna. Yeah. That wouldn't be good. I can't call him Oriental. That's lighter. Yeah. You can get away with saying that. Oriental. Oriental. It's it's frowned upon. It's not... Yeah. I talked about that one time, how, how like I never even knew that was a bad thing until yeah, Steph yeah. corrected me one time. Yeah, we My had... Ex. We had this conversation. Yeah, we're not going to that again. We can't nah. be... We can't be looping combos too much. Um... Lastly, uh, oh damn it! I was gonna end on one note. What was I gonna say? Who the fuck knows? Um, what did it have to deal with? We were talking about porn stars. I guess it's not important. South Korean who can walk nah. on his fingers. It's not important. Josie we'll just, called. Uh, yeah, we'll talk next time we talk. Yeah, well, and that'll be that. That is true. We will talk. The I next got a time tournament tomorrow. Oh, 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 yeah. But that's yeah. not a big thing, but I that's not what I was thinking of. What's it? Uh jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu. Okay. Let's go against a lot of people. Cool. It'd be fun. So cool. All right. Done. Awesome. Bye. See ya. Oh, I know what I was gonna add. All right, hold on. Is it is it recording? Um, yes, the time's rolling at the top. We're back. I thought of it. Hold on. So I just is. was gonna say I don't think it is recording. I think it is. I see the spikes. I see the time at the top. It's recording. It's got to be. Yep. All right. It is recording. We're back. So I was going to say that I'm going to call this episode Space Odyssey Turpin 
or Space Odyssey Terp because the guy at the gym, jo- this guy, Josh Abel. Oh my God, I told a story. I, now that it's disconnected, I can say he was the guy who got on top of the other guy at the gym. Oh, and, oh, and oh, I oh. had it with him, but I like him. But from a couple episodes ago, yes, it was so, like nine or ten or something like that. He was asking me like we were talking about stuff, and he was mentioning the DMT, and he goes, he goes, he, he called me, he goes, fucking the next day he saw me, he called me Space Odyssey Turpin. <laughs> And that's how I'm going to probably call this episode Wait, that. after the episode, he listened to it? No, 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 no. He just called me that after asking me about, like, we were talking. Oh, about, oh, He's oh, really oh. interested Sorry. in DMT, I, asked me questions, I asked wasn't me about listening my experiences. For a yeah, yeah. yeah, it was about that. So that's, then the next time he saw me, he called me that and it, you know, made us chuckle. Made you feel so good. So I'll call that this episode. All right. That's it. Bye. Later. All right.